We watched a movie on Netflix last night, and it was some baseball movie, and it was PG, and mm -hmm. we were watching it, and you could, they were taking out the, um, oh, what did you say? Um, oh, shoe beats or something <laughs> <laughs> They dumped in. Yeah, that's exactly what they said, right. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's fine. I'm going to skip that. I was waiting for somebody to come get my hand. Yeah. And I was like, finally, I just said, my bus is starting right now. Right. It was a phone thing back and forth constantly. I'm just going to leave now. But I should have done it. I should have left. Well, there's earlier. I was like, you know, I need to figure out the short way. That's fine. And, but I just, I was like, they kept telling me, two minutes, two minutes. Oh, I know. They said a couple. And I'm like, two minutes. Okay. Right. 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 That's right. You'll get it. Oh, sure. They allow you to give grace to somebody else the next time it happens. Then. Let's come on in. Let's sit down. We're going to get kicked off again. Yeah. Yeah. You can adjust it. You can adjust it. I'm loving it. But I. this is like the most comfortable I've been all day. But you can warm it up. I'm just trying to keep you awake. You know? That's right. So we were talking earlier about technologies, and the biggest one I think that we need to know about, think about, is the internet. Um, so we're gonna, we we had talked about does you know does can you just look at the history? So I want to just give you the quick brief video on why uh, just going and looking at your internet browser history of what people have been doing doesn't work. Back to Chrissy's question. Technology has increased rapidly over the last 10 years. It used to be that web designers would control the content on the internet, but now nearly anyone can create their own little corner of the web. Over 40 new websites are launched every minute. Last year alone, that meant over 21 million new sites. Many can now virtually access the internet from anywhere. With wireless internet capabilities, smartphones, iPods, laptops, this enables children, teens, adults, anyone really, to access the internet from anywhere at any time. Think about this, parents. Over 80% of young people have internet access at home. And three quarters of teens say that their peers do things online that they wouldn't want their parents to know about. Now, of course, we want our kids to learn about the world through the internet, but not at the sacrifice of what's most important. The internet is full of inappropriate content and opportunities for inappropriate communication. Parents who are unaware of their kids' habits online are letting them loose in an environment that can pose some real challenges. We've created a grid that may help explain the practical changes parents can make to become better cyber parents. First, as a parent, how would you describe your interaction with digital technology? You might describe yourself as immersed. Being immersed in technology means that other important parts of life seem to be pushed aside. Your time and attention to other things is being displaced by time in front of a screen. For example, 47% of family members with internet at home say they often feel ignored because another member of the household spends too much time online. The opposite extreme is inexperienced. 
This means you don't have a strong grasp on what technology can do today or how to utilize technology to protect your family. Think about what this means for parents and their kids today. Several studies show that in many households, teens know far more about digital technology than their parents do. And this has been a cause for conflict in a lot of homes. In the middle of these extremes is involved. Being involved means that you have a good grasp of your children's online lives. You know about the potential dangers online and you know how to prevent them. Next, there's the issue of overall parenting style. How strict are you as a parent? Do you set a lot of limits or rules for your kids? How involved are you teaching and coaching your children through their development? The first style of parenting is what we'll call authoritarian. Authoritarian parents place a high level of demand on their children, but they give a low level of warmth. This philosophy of parenting is all about setting rules, setting boundaries, following rules, and restricting a child's autonomy. The opposite of this is the anti-authoritarian parent. These parents place low demands on their children, and they tend to influence their kids more through warmth than by trying to be their friend. Anti-authoritarian parents are more non-traditional and generally more lenient. They avoid confrontation and they allow their kids to have more autonomy. Between these extremes are authoritative parents. An authoritative parent is someone who imparts very clear rules for their children's behavior, but they also provide a high level of warmth and allow their kids more autonomy as they get older. This style of parenting has been shown to be the most effective when it comes to training a child to be responsible on the internet. For example, surveys show that all three styles of parent are likely to use things like internet filters in the home. But it's authoritative parents who are more likely to see the value of sitting down with their kids to talk about what kind of online media is good or bad and explaining why. We recently spoke with Aaron. He's the father of three kids. We asked him about his involvement in technology with his kids. He explained to us that he really doesn't understand digital technology much because of his occupation. He's a, a manager at a restaurant, and it doesn't really require him to use a computer much. He mentioned to us that he has a computer at home, and his kids all have laptops and phones. He said that he's never really interacted on the Internet with them or taught them about how the Internet works because they already knew how to work it. He said that he knew how to check his email and maybe do a basic weather search on the internet, but not much more than that. He describes his parenting style as authoritarian. Because he doesn't understand how to work the technology, he's put up some extreme boundaries for his kids about when they're going to get online, when they're not going to get online. He's severely distrusting of the internet, and therefore his children have a very small amount of autonomy and a small amount of freedom. We're going to place Aaron on the chart at inexperienced, and on the parenting scale as authoritarian. We also spoke with Terry, a young mother, one kid, and a person who's very knowledgeable about technology. She said that because she worked in a business firm as a secretary, she's continuously using different forms of technology. Because she's so proficient in technology, she rarely has any parameters for herself or her daughter. She doesn't put a whole lot of rules in place for her online because she knows how important the internet is for her social life. She's also a parent who's really allowed technology to start to control her world. She's become more and more dependent on technology throughout the day. 
We'll place Terry on the grid in order to better understand where her style of parenting falls in comparison with Aaron's. She's more of an anti-authoritarian when it comes to her parenting style, and when it comes to technology, she would describe herself as very immersed. This grid creates a map for Aaron and Terry. As diligent parents, they want to train their kids to be the best cyber citizens they can be. And they know this means they need to be more involved when it comes to technology and more authoritative when it comes to parenting style. The map gives them direction as to how they can develop as parents living in the digital age. How would you describe your involvement with technology? What is your parenting style and is it the most effective for protecting your kids on the internet? Let me show this next one and then we'll we'll go on and we'll talk about parenting styles, but I'm gonna show this next one too. Meet Bob. Hey. Bob is familiar with internet filters. They've got bad websites, at least most of the time. Filters are similar to fences. Their aim is to keep Bob from walking outside the fence, and that can be helpful. Sometimes Bob bangs on the fence to find a weak spot or an open gate that is supposed to be locked. Bob can't learn much from the fence. It won't help him grow or become stronger or think about what he sees or hears. More than a fence, Bob needs a friend. Like Dave. A buddy Bob can trust. The friends talk to you. They help you think about life, your life, and the people you love. Friends help you open your mind to consider what is on your heart. And that's what Covenant Eyes Internet Accountability is all about. Helping people like Bob connect with others to help them grow and live with integrity online. Bob understands the accountability advantage. When Bob goes online, Covenant Eyes Internet Accountability evaluates the websites he visits for mature content and sends a report to Dave, who's Bob's accountability partner. Each week, Dave receives a report by email, or he views it online. In a way, Dave is with Bob each time he goes online, and that's a great encouragement. But more important to Bob is the open discussions that he has with Dave. Not once in a while, but every week. The accountability reports provide a good starting point for Bob and Dave to talk, and their conversations help Bob think about his life and his relationships, both emotionally and spiritually. So let's just hang on, share a little bit if anyone wants to share kind of what is your parenting style and what structures do you have in the home to to help with transparency and and stuff related to the internet. Uh-huh. Is they going to do the PBS Kids thing yet? No. Yep. When we first started allowing him to go online, he shared my Facebook account. And we shared emails. And he now has his own Facebook account, but obviously I can see what he's doing because he's my friend. And so 
that that's really the only thing that I've done for Facebook is just be friends with my kids. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's anything questionable, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. I have made him unfriend people before that yep. have a lot of colorful language. Yep. So things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever sit down and talk about the whys in the middle of that? Or? Yeah. Cool. Anyone else want to kind of talk about what you guys do? Kind of more the we're just not doing that because I don't understand it or kind of the like monitors, yeah? Um, I have a, I had a Facebook account mm-hmm. but then I was uh, always being contacted by brothers, ex-girlfriends or whatever and all these questions and I was like, oh my I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done with that. Yes. And, and then, um, and then uh, my daughter wanted an account. I'm like, yes. she's young. Mm-hmm. You know, How old is she? Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she wanted one, when, you know, a couple years ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're too young, whatever. And she goes, but mom, all my friends are on it. And I'm like, well, just because. Always a great answer. Yeah. Oh, but everyone else is yeah. doing it. So I get yeah, to, right? Just because I said, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have an account. Yeah. But you're not going to have your name on there. It's yes. It's a totally different name. You live in a totally different city. Yes. And you can only be on it twice a day. And I'm trusting you. That's I mean, good. Twice a week. Yeah, that's good. So you pick which day you're going to check it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm forced to having to let her get on it more often because now she's going into high school as a freshman. Drill team and all the information for drill team is on there. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to probably be forced to get an account just to monitor her. But because my sisters are on it, yep. they monitor. And one sister called me from a kid and he said, there's something on there you need to get off and talk to her about. And it had something to do with friends with benefits. I said, do you even know what that is? And um, she said, well, it means this. I said, well, maybe to y'all. I said, but to mm-hmm. everybody else, this mm-hmm. is what it means. So it's off. Yeah. And if I find anything else like that, you're going to have to lose your account. Mm-hmm. So thank God, you know, I have others that are looking yeah. at me. Yeah. But th- those are the challenges. It's good because she can communicate with friends who are out of country or whatever yeah. for summer. Oh, yeah. Dad, because she doesn't know the terminology. Sure. And and then I have to tell her, she's like, oh my gosh, don't tell me that. And I'm like, I have to be forced to tell yeah. you because you found out somehow. You're in this world. Yeah. Is. Yeah. So That's good. I have to be colorful with her and not be so, you know. Have, have, who? Who has heard of like internet monitoring versus filtering before? Okay, Chrissy has. Can can someone try to give me the big difference between? They both serve a purpose. They're both tools. What's what's internet monitoring? What's filtering? Filtering stops you from being able to go. Yes. But, but monitoring, you're just you get a report stating you went to these sites. So yes. You can still access, you know, for something that may sound bad, and yep. the computer might stop you if it's filtered. So filtering at the fence, like they had in the little video, the guy bumping his head until he found the gate that was open. And monitoring is, I'm just recording everything you're seeing with no, I'm not deciding what you get to go to or not. Uh, common problems with filtering are things like, hey, I want to go look at this breast cancer site. Oh, that's blocked, you know. Um, or uh, another problem with filtering is there's 21 million new sites every year, and they may not have gotten to that one yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's always a, a, a race, you know, with what gets blocked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Biology? Really? Yes. Yeah. You know, so to me it's a hindrance. Yes. But, you know, so. Uh huh. 
filtering. Yep. Does it slow down your computer? No. Okay. Because I've heard that. I've heard. Filtering doesn't. No, just because people stuff. say you don't want to put yeah. a filter on your internet because it's going to slow it down for everybody else. It's like. Is that really true? Even if it were true, even if it were true, and it's not, even if it were true, I, I, my response to that would be, but yeah, if it keeps my family from falling into this problem, is it worth it to wait an extra half a second for that web page to load? Or It's not true, but even if it were true. So, internet filtering has a predefined list of bad sites that they have found this is bad sites, so how to make a bomb how to set up a gambling ring, how to deal drugs, and all the sorts of bad things out there. And you decide which ones are on your list of bad things. Um, it, it can also block sites based on keywords, like no more breast cancer awareness month. Um, advantages to web filtering. Extremely cheap, setup takes only a few minutes, and it blocks the worst sites, probably. Um, we have filtering campus-wide here as a church. So we have it filtered at the, at the router level. And so we have a fence built here. Um, monitoring, um, in my opinion, is way superior to filtering um, because filtering does nothing for our key verse before about walking in the light. Uh, because filtering has, doesn't increase any transparency about what is being looked at, what's being read about, what's being viewed. There's, it doesn't do any of that for you. So I'm not a big fan of filtering. Um, I probably, as my daughter gets older and she gets more freedom, I'll probably become a bigger fan and I'll find a solution to that. But especially, you know, 15 and up, I'm just not a big fan of filtering. I'm a big fan of monitoring. So monitoring does something totally different. Um, and I'm going to actually, uh, I'm actually going to skip ahead and show this video real fast uh, that I thought was very interesting about, about why I think monitoring is really helpful. I'm going to go over to here, and I'm going to click this button. Well, I thought I had it. Hey, Jonathan, just yep. real quick, there, there are some programs that do both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into those. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, not, I would not make you go find your own. That would just be so rude, you know. The, the problem with monitoring is like every other parenting thing, when done well, it takes time. And uh, how much of us just love spending more time on something related to parenting. So watch this real fast. Uh-oh. Hang on a second. I've got to drag this over to the other one. I think I had this later in my presentation, but I'm going to stick this over here. Uh-oh, there it is. Okay. God gum it. <laughs> it hates me. What do you do? All right, we'll just stretch it. All right. Um, we have two browsers up right now. Uh, this is Safari, and Safari is uh, more like uh, what people are used to regarding history. All you Mac guys um, probably use that. I do that. have our software SafeEyes installed on this machine, so we won't be seeing any illicit content. Um, I'm going to type in playboy.com to demonstrate how easy it is to clear something like this from the uh, history. So first we go to playboy.com, and as you can see, the site is blocked by SafeEyes. Um, when we go to look at history, 
it will show up right here. Playboy.com, uh, last visited today. Well, all anyone using this browser has to do to clear this is simply go to the same tab and select Clear History. They'll uh, check Also Reset Top Sites and hit Clear. And as you can see, it's completely removed from the history. Um, so that is Safari. Firefox takes it one step further and actually allows a child to uh, not record anything in the history in the first place via private browsing. So all the child has to do is select Tools, select Start Private Browsing, click OK, and as you can see, Firefox won't remember any history for this session, and this includes search history, download history, web form history, basically everything. So we'll type in playboy.com again, and once again, we're going to be blocked by safe eyes. Um, when uh, the child chooses to stop private browsing, you can clearly see that uh, when you go to view history, nothing has been recorded for today, absolutely nothing. Um, and that's essentially how private browsing works. Now, how Safe Eyes helps you as a parent is it records all this activity automatically. And so what we're going to do is actually go up here to usage reports. And we will view the usage reports and we can see that we've had three banned sites for this day for this user. Um, the banned sites are Playboy.com, which has three hits, uh, Porn.com and YouTube.com. So, of course, Safe Eyes can block all sorts of sites, not just pornography. Um, I hope this was instructional for those parents that often receive advice about checking their child's browser history. Uh, they can see how this is really an unworkable strategy for any child that has any knowledge of uh, browsers or the internet whatsoever, and how having a program like SafeEyes can help you see what your child's doing online, regardless of whether they're clearing history or using private browsing, browsing options, which are available in Firefox, uh, Google Chrome, and also Internet Explorer. That's been the history lesson from today. And There you go. So whenever you hear someone on the internet talking about privacy, privacy is your enemy in in internet world because uh, privacy removes transparency. Um, and inside a family, I love transparency. I love everyone kind of knowing what everyone's doing. I think that's a real healthy world we live in. Um, so I am a huge fan of internet monitoring for that reason. Um, I kind of think it ought to be everywhere. Um, the one that most of the staff who have Macs have standardized on is Covenant Eyes. Um, and so that's, that's a brand name that's in your, in your resources at the end. Uh, but what Covenant Eyes does, it doesn't matter whether I'm using Safari or Firefox, whatever I'm doing, it captures where I'm going. It captures, um, it, it tries to say, I think this is a problem site, you might want to ask them about it. But, you know, it may not be a problem site. You know, my wife may really order from Victoria's Secret and that might be fine in one family you know my wife doesn't so if I'm on Victoria's Secret that's an issue another family might be totally fine so um, that's why I think monitoring is real helpful of knowing what are people searching for what are people doing but it requires you to have a conversation afterwards okay well now every week we got to go through the report and out of a conversation well, then we might actually have to talk about this issue in families, and we might actually have to encourage each other, and, oh, my goodness, let's just not do that. Let's do filtering. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it takes more energy, but it's so, I think, worth it, because I don't think filtering, all filtering does is they keep banging against the wall until they get through. 
It's almost... Um, they can. Really, it can. So um, I'm a huge fan of monitoring. I think everyone in this room ought to buy monitoring if you don't have it. So which software will let you know if your child is searching for inappropriate things? Test. Covenant Eyes. Monitoring software wheels. Covenant Eyes is one of them. Which software will let you know if your child is communicating with a dangerous person online? <laughs> Which one? Monitoring will, will clue you in if it's a particular chat or something it's picking up. Um, you know, especially SpectreSoft. If you're on the Windows world, will pick up every email sent, all that kind of stuff. Actually, I actually had the Holy Spirit wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and tell me to go check on my son. Mm. And I looked over and he was talking to somebody. Hmm. All, all the online, I'm telling you, all the online gaming sites. Which software will automatically block the top ten sexual sites? Filtering. Filtering. Block. Which one will block all the bad stuff on the internet? Filtering. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing will block all the bad stuff on the internet. We're giving up there. Okay, I'm gonna skip past this. Yeah. So. Uh, if you are in the Windows world, Covenant Eyes or SpectreSoft would be my, probably my two favorite options. Safe Eyes is also floating around out there. Um, so just those are, those are some ones to know about. On the Mac world, Covenant Eyes is awesome. Uh, just absolutely the best. So filtering, uh, the problem with Covenant Eyes in the Mac world is today they don't support filtering on the Mac. It hasn't come there yet. So if you need the filtering, uh, Covenant Eyes works on Windows. doesn't work on the Mac real well. Um, Safe Eyes works on both, and then, uh, but I haven't tested any of them yet. So you're on your own for figuring out what filters you enjoy or decide you want in the family. Um, pictures on the internet. Imagine a world where every one of your friends has a camera in their pocket and could develop the pictures for free, and when they shared them, they were available forever. What would your world look like if, when you grew up, that was the case? That, that is the, the world we live in. And where's the number one place all these pictures go? Facebook. Facebook. So um, let me back up just for a sec before we get on this whole Facebook thing. Where, do most of the thing, where does most of the browsing take place in your world? Like when you're browsing the Internet, where do you do it from? Like what, util- what tool are you using? No, like, like what device? Like a laptop, a desktop? Where is it? So your laptop. Mine is, I do probably the majority on my iPhone. My, I'm iPhone. Majority of us split half between my laptop and iPhone. We don't have a desktop anymore. I killed it. Um, I actually gave it to Grandma, so she has the desktop for Skyping. Um, so if you're outside of the, the PC, Windows, Mac world, um, like, do you, you know, the, all these kind of things can access the Internet. Um, so they all have all these major companies, Covenant Eyes, uh, Safe Eyes, they all have options where you can lock down your iOS devices. So you can go to it, and like on my, the bottom of my screen, I don't have the Safari icon. I've got a Covenant Eyes icon. So I click on that. It logs me into Covenant Eyes, and I can do all my searching. It's not filtered, but I can do all my stuff, and no matter what I plug into my phone, it goes on the report. And I had to also, to, to make it work, you have to lock down your um, parental controls on your iOS device. Do you guys ever play with parental controls on these? You have. Six o'clock Wednesday morning, I was up doing it. Look at you. 
They got him Tuesday night. I was up Wednesday morning. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. You are so, I mean, you should get I like. I was loading it. I was trying to find out if I could get Covenant Eyes. Yes. Covenant Eyes works on Android and it works on um, iOS. Um, but it only works if you turn off certain things. You have to turn off Safari. You have to turn off the App Store. Because if you have the App Store on, then they can go download a different browser. And then you just click the other browser when you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And so it only works certain ways. So um, I'm a huge fan of modeling to my family a, a level of transparency that I want to say, I, I'm not going to ask you something I'm not doing too. So whenever I'm around an iOS device or my laptop or any device I'm around, I have it set up where it's always monitored. Um, I don't think that's a requirement. Everyone has to do that. But I think that's a really good thing to do. I mean, there's no reason not to. Um, and we'll talk about TV stuff later. But um, And then my wife has the password to my device. And so if I ever want to you know, grab something, you know, she, can, she can install it for me. And I just think that's one way we can live above reproach. You know, that we're saying, you know, it doesn't matter where I am. I've got someone looking over my shoulder. And, um, and I like that because then no one else has to wonder. Um, so it does work on these things. What? Can I ask you something about monitoring versus no free? Sure. Tell me why you want to monitor. I know the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Yeah. I like monitoring because, um, you know, there are a bunch of reasons. One is I think it's helpful for people to know what everyone else is doing. So if I go through a time where I'm just really struggling, usually there's there's little... There's, you sh- it's usually not a you jump into this well, but usually these progressions of things. So, like, it, well, what if I wanted, what if my wife did want to get some Victoria's Secret? What if they have a sale? You know, maybe I should just browse over there. You know, and, but for me, that's not a good thing. You know, and so if you're using monitoring, that gets picked up and you have a conversation about it. And it's a really healthy, grace filled conversation. And, um, and so in my world, I think it's really good to know, wow, why is my wife trying to uh, learn how to make a car bomb? Uh, I should be really worried about that. Or who in my family is searching for car bomb material? You know what I'm saying? I just think that's a really good thing to know. So I'm going to use a really weird yeah. example. Yeah. You don't let your five-year-old play with the gun. Right. Monitoring allows the gun to sit out on the table, but gives you a report every time she picks it up. Yes. So my daughter doesn't have either so, one right now. So <laughs> right. Yes. The gun goes off. Mm-hmm. It's too late. Yes. We use a program that does both. Yes. It filters, but it also gives us a report of sites that someone might have tried to access. Tried to. There you go. And so... They never got there. Mm-hmm. They were never exposed to that site. Mm-hmm. But I get a report that says, look, they tried to go to whatever. Mm-hmm. So we could talk to them about that. Yep. So the gun stays locked in the case. Mm-hmm. But I get a report every time someone went over there and tried to pull open the, the door. Yeah, I like that. The, the, the other thing that Modern does that I like, too, is it lets me know, okay, we spent 27 hours on Facebook this week. There's nothing wrong with a couple hours on Facebook. Does 27 hours seem like a lot to, you know? So monitoring does also allow us to know if you're bordering on this is getting a little much. So, I mean, there are things to monitor. So I, I think both are great. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it's me, and I think both are great. Um, are there levels of filtering that you can sure. choose? Yeah. All of them have levels of filtering. I just don't trust them. I mean, it's it, you just have to go into it saying, man... If it's filtering, it gets rid of a lot of stuff, but it's still, 
you know, it, it's still, you can get around any filter, just like the gate example. So as long as, I, I, I really lean on the, let's train people on how to do it, let's give them responsibility, and then let's talk when the trust is broken and start a process to rebuild it. But both are good. I mean, we have, I, I think if you had filtering like we have here available for the home, it'd be better. Our filtering on campus is really good, but it's business level. And they don't sell it in the home like it has here, and so I haven't figured out a solution to that yet. But they all have different sliders, and you can have, like, okay, gambling's allowed for this kid, and this kid over here gets, you know, they can do drug research for their high school paper. You know what I'm saying? And you get to decide sliders for each account. And you did say 15 and up. You were strongly for the monitoring 15 and up. I'm strongly monitoring any person in my home that has Internet access. So probably, I mean, I haven't gotten to this point yet, but uh, like if somebody, we were talking earlier about I have a child coming into my home who's staying with me for a few days, I would not give them internet access unless it was monitored access. So if they come in with a laptop, I'd say, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you know, while you're here, can we install Covenant Eyes on your computer? Because that's a house rule I have. And you can borrow my account for a couple days. Because uh, kind of the way Covenant Eyes works is just a username and password. You can install as many computers as you want. Um, and then you can get one for each person in the home, however you want to do it. Um, but I would not give them access to my wireless router unless I had it monitored in my home. What they do in their home is their business, but in my home, it's my business. So, um, and my daughter, you know, she's not going to get unmonitored access, whether it's through an iPod Touch or through an iPhone or through anything. Um, so, like on her phone, for example, Back to your example with the, with the gun on the table, we have turned off all the internet on her phone. So she has this little phone she'll play with sometimes. She'll do math games. and uh, But she has no Safari icon on the bottom because the parental controls have all been locked where she can't install apps, she can't browse the internet, she can't send text messages, she can't do any of these things. And it's an older version iPhone that um, doesn't have internet or anything else. It's just for, for that. So... Um, and she also doesn't get to just walk around that we give it to her for a certain periods of time. But, you know, I may give it to her, and then I may be cooking for 20 minutes, and I want to know what she's allowed to do on here. What does it cost you for that? What? The iPod Touch? The Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes. You have to go online. I think all these are about, I think all these are about 70 bucks a year, I think is what they all run. Yeah. It, Covenant Eyes has a monthly and a yearly. Spectrosoft is about, I think, 90 a year, and Safe Eyes is about 50 a year. Um, so I haven't, I haven't found a way to get a free copy of Safe Eyes yet. I'm working on that. So I can play with it to see how it works compared to Covenant Eyes. All right, back to pictures. So this is kind of back to that whole thing that not all things are terrible. It's just we need to realize that all these pictures are going on Facebook and we need to know about those. Um, so and you guys know about geotagging? This is not in your notes. I added this late because I forgot to mention it. Geotagging is really, really fun. You... you you really need to know about this if you don't know about it, because um, it scares the snot out of me. Well, if you've got a smartphone and even once posted an online picture, you need to know about a new threat. This is something new technology can allow hackers to track down you and your kids even from a simple email. Russ. Mark and Elizabeth, the technology allows strangers to cherry pick from online pictures posted all over the web and then find the home, work, or even school of that person in the pic. Perfect. Just like that. Ready? One, two, three. Good girl. We gave NBC Action News staffer Suzanne McDonald and daughter Lainey a smartphone. And a big smile towards mommy's face. Yeah. To see just how threatening a seemingly 
innocent snapshot Beautiful. could be once loaded online. That's frightening. We then combed Twitter and sites like Facebook, Craigslist, and Photobucket searching for locals. We found a menu of nearby children and, with the click of a mouse, their locations. That is legitimately terrifying. It's a new and frightening threat to parents. So we right-click, then we hit that data file. That's the program. And the full threat is even an unknown to many Internet crime experts. Had you ever seen it go this far before? No. No. Uh, Officer Mark Chuddy calls the hidden threat today's biggest risk online. It's probably going to be number one for a while. And that's where she was when that picture was taken. That's incredible. Remember Lainey? We used the technique to map her bedroom. Scary. Like, terrifying. We found not only Lainey's home, but located her daycare, favorite fast food shop, and right down to the specific part of the park where she plays. Especially as a parent, because the fact that you can see the exact place of it. At UMKC, computer science professor Deep Medi says smartphones leave a high-tech invisible trail using the same geo-tracking technology that enables the social network Foursquare and handheld map apps. Exactly like in your GPS device in the car, the way you do it, it can tell you exactly where it is. Mitty shows how free, easily obtained browser add-ons can translate that data into maps. Well, exactly that spot where the picture was taken. The site ICanStalkYou.com reposts pics from unwitting Twitter users in real time, translating their photos into actual addresses and maps. The site also has a how-to on deactivating geotagging on the iPhone, Blackberry, Google Android, and Palm. You want to be able to do almost on a picture basis. With this online bedroom pick, we were able to find the home of these Olathe brothers. Hi, I'm Rose Potosik. I'm with NBC Action News. Their startled mom didn't want to talk on camera. No, thank you. Off camera, we warned her, and she changed their online settings to private. Until then, the location of her kid's bedroom, their hangout, and their school were all available to anyone online. Basically, what you're doing is you're telling the bad guy, where I live, where I recreate, my likes, my dislikes, what my mom or dad look like, where I live. I mean, the online mapping is phenomenal. Give me a smile, girl. Experts say you can still be perfectly safe just by turning off GPS setting on pics you plan to post online. Perfect. So, before you post another picture online, what you want to do is get into your phone and you want to get... So... You guys need to make sure you know about location services on phones that you give anybody. So this will, this will be fun. This is just an app that came out for the iPhone recently. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want to advertise it. But basically this, this app allows you to look around where you are and see pictures of all the girls around where you live. Uh, and where they hang out and their names and all that stuff. And all it's doing is going and grabbing pictures that people have posted on the web, grabbing their geotag, and throwing it up on a website. So very scary stuff. Um, so you need to, with any you know, iPhone, iPod Touch, go into your location services and turn off the camera for location services unless you have a reason to turn it on for that kind of stuff. Um, so the dark side of Facebook is just uh, interesting sometimes. Um, have you guys played with the privacy settings of Facebook? Wonderful. You should go in there and hang out in the privacy of Facebook. You should not just set up an account and leave it. Um, yeah, I don't know what age my daughter will get a Facebook account, but I do know that um, I will be checking those privacy settings whenever she does. Um, this is interesting. You guys remember Miss America pageant Katie Reese, her story from a couple years back?
So this is the kind of stuff, back to the training of our children, how to handle technology. So Katie Reese, she lost her bid to become Miss America due to photos taken not by herself, but by other quote-unquote friends at a party four years before she entered the Miss America pageant. And they were posted on Facebook, and then they came up during the pageant, and they were not good pictures, um, and she lost her, her bid because of that. And so now that everyone has a cell phone, which everyone has a camera in it, um, we really need to talk to our kids about the kind of pictures that you let people take of you, because they will come back. Um, there, I don't know if you guys know American Idol, Antonella Barba was disqualified based on pictures that came, came to light. Uh, uh, there's people, you know, most employers now and school officials are going to Facebook, going to Flickr, looking for pictures and social networking sites to screen applicants. So if you want your child to go to college someday, realize that that college will probably go to their Facebook page to find out what kind of student they are prior to approving them. Um, so it's an important thing to screen and to, to talk to our kids about this. Um, and of course, you know, a common story is people seeking out old flames, you know, through Facebook, and predators looking for people on Facebook. So, since we talked a lot of negative stuff, I need some positive vibes. Can someone give me a good positive vibe Facebook story? I've got a few on my head. Please. I heard a news report not too long ago. Yep. A man who had basically kidnapped his girlfriend and mm-hmm. her daughter, and yeah. he was going to kill her, and she knew that. Wow. But she got in her closet, happened, he went in the bathroom with her computer, wow. and got on Facebook and said, I'm being held captive. And they said, wow. Anyone, if it's like some of my friends, it would have been immediate. Wow. Like, I mean, it's amazing who's on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a Facebook account. That's cool. Like, wow, that's Who can give me a positive story about Facebook that happened to you or somebody who lives in your home? <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a friend probably probably 16 years ago mm-hmm. and she'd gone through a hard situation friends would have strangler anyway, oh my goodness it's a weird thing where um, I helped her pack all her stuff up and it was kind of a suspenseful because he was at work yeah like i kept looking out the window you know it's one of those okay Mm. kind of adrenaline rush a little bit but when she came to sit at her house her husband changed her oil because she was going to drive her son spend the night and to us it was very exciting to help her yeah and i didn't i didn't go around boasting about it or anything Mm -hmm. but years later um, and i and i called to make sure she got where she was supposed to be and we talked for a couple months years later she found, I don't have a Facebook page, right. but she found my husband's name and said, my mm. husband, Deborah, y'all, remember y'all helped me escape mm. from that bad situation, and, and um, you know, that to me was a blessing. That's cool. Like, wow, you know, she, that meant a lot to her. That's and, very cool. Because we don't always see fruit mm-hmm. of what we've done, but it was fruit, and mm. I was thanking God, you know, thanks for helping me see the fruit, but now she's happy, and, mm. and her husband got help. Good. And they're okay, and, and she's remarried, nothing mm-hmm. else, but um, living our life for Christ. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So. Mine's not really that profound, but a couple summers ago, yeah. um, I helped to plan a uh, reunion of my high school band. Uh-huh. 
You were in a band? Nice. It was so meaningful. Mm-hmm. And re- So cool. I mean, there are some great stories. I mean, we've had so many stories. People are up, but we had one person broken into last Christmas, and I don't know if you guys heard about the Bankston story. And so, a couple people Facebooked it. Larry Facebooked it. Like a hundred of his friends all donated some money, and they bought this single mom Christmas because she was robbed. She had nothing, so they they gave her Christmas again that year. Um, I mean, there's just so many times where people, like, we have a lady in the singles group who had this really terrible surgery, and through Facebook, through the singles group in the Facebook, um, we got her, you know, a place to live, we got her meals, all sorts of things. Let her know we're praying for her, getting updates, um, and, and so there's all sorts of great uses of Facebook. Um, I mean, the church uses it extensively, well, not as much as I'd like to, we're getting there, uh, but we use it a lot. I mean, do you guys know what we use it for? You guys, a lot of you guys don't have Facebook pages, so you wouldn't. So, um, you can still get there without having a Facebook account. I keep getting emails from my friends. Get a life. Get on Facebook. <laughs> my grandmother, li- uh, no, my great grandmother, my wife's side lives on Facebook because that's where she gets all you the grandchildren. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll. S- to see, especially if you don't, if you're new. Yes. Don't know a lot of things, so that's good. Yeah. And Facebook is disturbing to me just because of the things people post. I don't I have an account, but I don't go unless someone sends me a private uh-huh. message. Right. We have some overseas friends, so mm-hmm. I'll hear from them. Um, do people know when you unfriend them? Yes. Well, they can find out. They don't get a message, but they can find out. Like my wife knows that somebody unfriended her the other day, and. It was like over a month period that she realized. It's a realization that happens. It's embarrassing for me to think that other people see what other people are saying Uh that are just friended with me. I I just don't even want them to know. Well, what's what's hard for me as a pastor to know who to friend and not to friend, right? I'm not going to be friends with you. And so there's some things that are hard about that. And so I view Facebook as a great community discussion kind of like after second service we've got 85 people all in a circle in, in church together that's Facebook we got 85 people all just kind of talking together and it is not my close friendships concept of world so you should not share your deepest things on Facebook you should always think is this pushing people towards Christ you know some of that more public stuff Oh, yeah. Some people are getting tired of it. Especially the now, younger people. Under 20s are. And now the, uh, the more they tweak it. They Tweets, yep. Yep. You know, now they're in uh, IPO or whatever, and they're just so, you never, you can't, you can't trust them. You never know mm-hmm. what they're going to do next mm-hmm. to take away more of your privacy or freedom. It's a little scary, a little unnerving to be on Facebook that, for that reason. So what's important for us to be talking about, if, if, for example, people are moving away from Facebook to something else, how would we know what people are moving towards in our own homes? And, um, 
and what are what are some good things for us to be doing as we're talking about this in families? Yeah. So are you spending an hour on Google Plus or like where are you? Are you just giving it all up? You're just not social networking anymore? You know, is my monitoring report showing that you switched to um, I hate Facebook.com as my new Facebook? You know what I'm saying? And so it's good to us to know, you know. Um, so, but I, I, it still is by far. I mean, there's no one close to it. I mean, Facebook is still rules the world. It's the number two website on the internet after Google. They're, they're still there. And it, it's great uses for what you said, Tonda, just the whole band thing. You know, it keeps you loosely connected to people who have moved and you don't have time to call them on a regular basis. That's what it's for, in my opinion. Um, and with an extended family, you know. So we're going to skip past that for time reason. So how can you increase Facebook transparency? What's hard about the monitoring software stuff is that um, it'll show, hey, you went to Facebook. But then it's kind of all just behind there. It's Facebook. Okay, so with Facebook, we don't know what they did on Facebook. Right. So, so how do we increase the transparency with Facebook if that's something we're using a lot of? Can you stop those apps from even showing up on Facebook? You can cut it off. Now, I'm, I am not a big fan of the, let's put up a fence, unless there's a reason to. I'm not a big fan of the, let's just remove freedom from it approach of just cutting it off. But what are some things we could do to say, hey, I, I, I don't mind if you look over my shoulder while I'm on Facebook? That's part of the way. Yeah, be friends with each other. You know, be friends with each other. If it's a minor, I'd say they're required to give me their password because private messages don't show up with friends. Also, there's certain things that only post uh, to your account if you are your, only I see them posting. So a friend won't see those things. Um, you know, my wife has my Facebook account. If you ever, she ever wants to find out what I'm messaging people, what I'm hanging out with online, she can log in whenever she wants to. Now, um, I, she does, she trusts me with that, but I'm just like, dude, I am open book here. You know, you I, you don't have to worry about what I'm looking online. So, uh, you know, you guys got to decide, you know, at what level, you know, you want to do that. I'm trying to model in my home the the greatest level of transparency I can, so that I can ask that of my my rest of the people in my family. Um, so sharing passwords, you know. Because uh, sometimes it's a little awkward if you're a friend. I've heard this of teenagers, like my mom is my friend and she sees all my posts. and you know, So some of that might be awkward. So, you know, you, but you, however you do it, whether it's your friend, see all the posts, you know, you have to do the proactive. Was that post wise? You know, was that a really good plan to post that thing? Um, the private messages thing is, is becoming more common. Um, so, I mean... As I, as I described that, does that sound weird to you guys? Like, oh, I can't get my teenager's Facebook account. They'll freak out. Or is that real achievable? Or I don't have time. Rick's like, yeah, man. Yep. Do what I have a social option next month. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been told this. Yes. Okay. When I was younger, uh-huh. for example, I had a diary. Yeah. I was going through a bad situation at home, yeah. and the Lord gave me a date. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, out of high school, I graduated. Mm-hmm. He gave me a specific date, and it was time for me to leave. Yep. And um, so anyway, um, before that, my mom read some of the diary that she knows, and I yeah. felt violated. Yep. And I 
shared it with my husband, mm-hmm. and he felt like my wanting to know passwords and different mm-hmm. things like that was similar to to my kids. What it was like when I was younger, when mm-hmm. I stepped up valley, and when my parent read my diary. Of course, I was at high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't under eighteen, mm-hmm. and it was more of a journal. Yep. Diary, yep. So, how do you share with your kids? Because my kids think now mm-hmm. that whenever I ch- check on them, mm-hmm. that it's their private business. And um, how do you bridge? How do you smooth that out? How do you I don't have any older high schoolers, um, but I I think for the most part I don't. I think we're way too private as as whole Christendom is way too private. We're too private about money issues. We're too private about our our struggles with different things. We're just way too private, and and that's just where my heart is. Um, those of you guys with older kids would have to have to talk about that more than me, but. Man, I'm kind of like, dude. While you're under my roof, you know, and I'll give them my Facebook account, you know. And it's 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 a mutual thing. I mean, I'm I'm not worried about about things like that. But I, I think that for the most part, you know, um, my daughter needs to know that I'm looking over her shoulder for a long while. I mean, for a long while. And it's not that I'm gonna be so mad at her if she says the wrong thing on Facebook. But I just, dude, I want to know. I want to be in that conversation. Yeah. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, how dare she? I know. Look at my journal. I know. Private, you know? And, um, but now I'm older and I have my own kids. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. But your journal still is communicating yeah. with, it, your journal is still different. That's with you. That's not like, you know, communicating with someone else on Facebook, especially my 30 friends. How you approach it with them when they're younger? Yes. I am hoping to get over a lot of that because I'm starting because early. My daughter's 11, mm-hmm. and we've already... She does gaggle, which is yeah. school-related. Mm-hmm. But it's helped me to talk to her why she doesn't need a Facebook. It's because she already has her friends. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's just the way it is. Dude, have a pen. <laughs> Use some paper for some privacy. Well, you know, and I've had, I found papers on accident, you yeah. know, and they were mm-hmm. maybe not so nice things about me or sure. whatever, but I'm like, you know what? They're getting their feelings out on paper. Yeah, that's great. I remember doing that. Yeah. You know? But yeah. you got to think, Facebook is public, period. It's public, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yes. I would not go and read my daughter's journal unless I asked her and got her permission. But she should know that if she's doing Facebook, that's yeah, public. yeah, and yeah. and I meant to and I meant to say that with the uh, the photos thing, you need to train everyone. Needs to train everybody. If you type it into a computer and you hit send, post, submit, whatever, assume it's public. Assume somebody else is going to read it. You know, assume, emails come up every. I used to work in computer forensics, and it was shocking the emails I would find people would send to each other thinking. I'm like, dude, why would you ever write that? You know, if you thought that no one was going to see it, you know, just assume it's someone's going to see it. You know, every email I send, I assume half the church is going to see it. You know, it's just, it's just the world we live in. Uh, we got to blow with time because we're going to cruise here. All right, YouTube. Everyone knows it. Everyone, I mean, three billion videos viewed every day. 
just to have an idea, more videos uploaded to YouTube in one month than the three major networks created in 60 years. Tons of content. You can't keep up with it. Really easy. I mean, I'm, I've started uploading like like funeral videos I do for people. Like, I mean, just throw stuff up there. Mom, we'll go look at this. Gary, I don't have time to email it to you. Look at it on YouTube, you know. Um, great for looking for things like, so how do frogs turn from tadpoles into, it's, it's wonderful for that. Um, so we're just flying away. The disadvantages, it's got nudity, violence, coarse language, everything in the world that's junky out there. Um, same problems as pictures. Once you upload a video of yourself looking stupid, it's there forever. Um, so there you go. We have discontinued our use of YouTube because after you watch a seemingly wonderful YouTube about our church, it would have suggested videos in the end. And suggested videos can be things like this cult over here. And so um, you do not know. And it is, I have many times been on YouTube been like, wow, I did not expect that you know video at the end or things. So... Um, YouTube has major disadvantages in it. So, how do we increase the transparency of YouTube? Do, do same concepts as the other stuff. To upload to YouTube, you must have an account. So if your child is creating videos, or shooting videos, or enjoying videos, they will have to have an account to do that. Or your monitoring software will get it. But if they're uploading videos, then, like, from you give them a phone and they take a video of something and they upload it, and um, you know, like, this is my mom doing something really bad, and they upload it, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? You know, that was not funny. You know, um, I think, I think, in my family, you know, we ought to, everyone ought to have have like a password that I know how to get into your YouTube account. You know, um, and review the history regularly of what they're looking at, what they're doing with it. Um, and know which devices connect to the internet via YouTube. So how, how about this little test here? What devices in your home, since YouTube has a bunch of pornography and stuff on it, what devices can connect to it? Almost anything with internet. So give me some examples of devices that are not computers that have internet. What? TVs, smart TVs, Blu-ray players, PlayStation 3 iPods, Wii, DSi, what? Xbox 360. All have YouTube on them if you install them. So how do you, if you want to, now, like, you can't get Covenant Eyes on your Xbox. So if you decide you really don't want unfiltered access to YouTube, how would you block your Xbox or something? You don't know. Okay, so with every device that's not a computer, you're going to have parental controls. They should all be enabled. You should all enable them where no one can install anything on them without your password. You should all have them turning off things like YouTube, web surfing. You can go to a Wii and you can install a browser on it and surf the web and totally ignore all the rest of the stuff. So you should have that all enabled. Like, okay, let's have parental controls locking down the Wii so they're not surfing websites they shouldn't be and bypassing the filters I spend good money for. So what I'm, see what I'm saying? So you look around. What has got wires connected, Wi-Fi connected? What are the, first of all, the best is monitoring. If I can't get monitoring for it, what's the second best? second best is parental controls and locking it down. So, like, if you go to our um, smart, you know, DVD player thing, you know, we'll have parental controls on there. And Ruthie can't just figure out how to turn it on and start goofing off on YouTube, you know. I can't take you through step-by-step step each one of those, but it's not hard to find it in each one. Just go look for settings. All right. Let's see if I miss a Roku is a big one. Uh, very popular out there. 
Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know anything about YouTube, really. I mean, my kids get on it a lot. You should, you should go check it out. So, mm-hmm. for them to view YouTube videos, they have to uh, log on? No. Only to so. see what they're uploading. There's two problems with YouTube. One is, the I'm going to upload this really stupid video of me, like getting drunk and doing this really dumb thing and now I don't get a job later. That's problem one with YouTube. And that's the Facebook problem we turned on too early. The second problem with YouTube is the I'm looking at really bad stuff, whether it's decapitation, whatever happens to be that day. Um, the second you can look at, and that's where you need to have monitoring. Well, the oh, only way to check that. You install the monitoring and mm-hmm. it tells you which videos yep. you're viewing? Okay. And it will guess at which ones it thinks are problems. And then you can go and click on them and see if you want to spot check. Oh, yeah. Well, let me break that down. Parental controls are good for turning things on and off like a light switch. Like, I can take a Mac, and I can turn off the Internet, and it turns off all the Internet. Like a blank, I mean, everything. So you don't get Internet. But you also don't get half the Internet. You don't get email and that. See what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a wide swath across of the world. And so you can go to parental controls and say, okay, I want no Safari on this phone. So if I don't install another browser, that means no web surfing on this phone, period. So it's a, it's a turn things on and off switch is what parental controls do. And they do that across the world. So back to this, um, uh, DVRs would be another parental controls thing. Um, you guys know most, most cable has really problematic stuff. Um, since we're picking on Victoria's Secret today, uh, Victoria's Secret has a fashion show every year on a primetime show with an antenna. So if you have, like, it's usually a major network, Fox or somebody, I'm probably slandering the wrong TV station, but it's somebody. And so um, if we're saying that this is a problem for some, then you need to have this issue over here. So how would you handle, um, since you can't install a monitoring software on your DVR, how would you handle that in a DVR world? You can control those. What are those called? TV ratings. So you can go in your DVR and say, yep. <laughs> you can go in. That's right. You can go in and you can set up your DVR. So my DVR is set up for certain things are always blocked. Certain channels or programs. Uh huh. Yes. There you go. So your DVR versus their DVR? Yeah. See, what we do in ours is we just block everything, and then my wife has the code, and if anyone ends up watching the thing, you plug in the code, and just go, have fun. <laughs> if you ever forget the code, you can call the company, they'll reset it. So there you go. So DVRs have controls. Yes. Yes. It's based on rating. So it's, you're trusting someone else to decide what's a G, what's an R. Because some of the PG, they say it's PG-30, isn't it? Uh-huh. So there is a there is a monitoring piece yeah, to television. What's yeah. the monitor? Where's the monitoring piece? How can you find out what people are looking at? Channels, but you can set up different different things that different people see for channels. Like but let's but let's say Anna is eight, and you want to know what did Anna look at this week? How can you do that? There is history on almost every television thing. There's history of what was scheduled, what was recorded, what what and um, now. It only hangs out for a while, and then it usually rolls in. But uh, now that's not true for Hulu. So anyone use Hulu in the group? Okay, Hulu, good. You know, I don't want you to worry about it. Um, there are some that don't, but almost all the TV, cable, DVRs, all have history. So you can just periodically just, hey, 
Curious what we've been watching this week. Yes, you got it. Isn't that great? And I love that. It's just transparency. It's all me. And isn't it wonderful that we can all just kind of... Yeah, see, most people don't know about it. Now, what, is there a certain that started that? Like, from Oh, it's been around. TiVo, TiVo has, oh no, it's not TV. It's based on your, uh, your cable company. It's whatever DVR cable company is. You were on DirecTV? Was, okay. okay. Are you on anything now or are you antenna? Um, now we're on streaming Netflix. Okay, so Netflix. Yeah, I talked to a friend about that. Yeah. Thing. I'm like, okay, there's a whole line of gay stuff. Yes. It's like Dora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> so parental controls work on Netflix. Yeah. You know what Netflix also has? A wonderful history. So what you can say is, guys, we're not going to look at this stuff. Kind of set the ground rules. And then just periodically spot check. So who in the family was really enjoying this show, you know? And and I mean there's bad stuff. You can usually you can usually pick in the family and and you don't have to leave it logged in. You can control access. You can say I'm gonna log out after every use. Can you use a Netflix account at home for your iPod? Absolutely. So therefore, if you have a Netflix account and you're sharing the username password with the kids, or if you were too busy and they set it up so they have the username password, realize that they can go in and see all that stuff on there and they have nudity and pornography and all the rest of it on there. So you have to decide, okay, how do I create transparency there? Well, I create transparency by, you know, guys, this is what we're watching and I can always go in and see the history. And you can't edit the history on Netflix. It just hangs out there because they want to know what people are watching and so they just kind of provide that to you as a free service. So you have the ability to go check that. So if your daughter has the Netflix app on her iPad and she's going around looking at videos, you can say, just realize, I only want you to look in the queue. If you look outside the queue, you're going to lose the privilege. I'm going to delete this app. You know, or whatever you decide to do, you have trust things and consequence things built in there. Is that um, on the uh, safe eyes or the covenant eyes? Is it on there? No, that's separate. Okay. So uh, part of the, the thinking, whenever you get into like these smartphones, iOS devices, uh, before you install an app, know what it does. Because the whole first step is to make any of these programs work is you have to only have that be your access to the Internet, is that covenant eyes program. So then if you go in and say, okay, now I want to install Netflix, well, Netflix is bypassing that. So, okay, now how, what does Netflix do? Netflix watches videos. If I have a username and password, I pay them 10 bucks a month. Okay, so now that I can watch those, well, now how are we going to monitor that? Or how do we set up, well, that's history. Or parental controls or both. You know, all those are, are working there. Man, we have like four minutes. So I apologize. We just blew through. Um, you know, you can look in the notes. How do you respond to a failure? You know, First John one nine, trust needs to be restored over time. It's not immediate. Um, staying in community, accountability, so transparency, bringing light into things is a wonderful thing. Um, last questions for the last three minutes of stuff. Okay, we have an issue with we have an Xbox 360 that belongs to our adult son. Yep. He uses a Netflix. Mm-hmm. That loves his girlfriend. Yeah. Doesn't live with us. Uh huh. And they've given the password to our 15 year old, mm-hmm. and it's always open. Yep. Our 14 year old, who's almost 15, and yep. our 12 year old just go on there routinely and look for stuff and do stuff. Yeah. How can we fix that? You need to say that in our home, you need to log off. 15 year old doesn't get it. 
I mean, that's how I would do. I'd say 15-year-old doesn't get it unless it's my account. Now, you could say, okay, I want, I have an account. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you get an account, say, log in with mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but they could give you the password and you could log in and see, but then you don't know who's doing it. And that's what's hard. Oh, I know. Isn't it interesting how stuff just slips in? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It is not a good plan. Uh, this is just what my wife and I do. We don't usually stay up at night without the other. You know, when my wife goes to bed, I go to bed. When I go to bed, she goes to bed. And we just, that's just what we do because we find we're way more susceptible at night than we are during the day. And so we don't, that's how we have helped a ton of it. It's just that. You know, we just don't stay up at 3 a.m. in the morning. I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to find something interesting. You know, I just, we just don't do that. So, any other questions? If you go on YouTube, can you, can you allow The filters try, um, but it's like fences. Yeah. By Covenant Eyes would try. No, your computer doesn't. Well, yeah, no. The the YouTube filters don't really work. So you would have to have like a Covenant Eyes try to filter it. It's not going to be as good as. uh, It's going to be hard. Yeah, and your filter will probably totally block YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of time. Be careful what I say. I'm thinking. Um, we were in a situation a while back where, and um, because of something, information, my son's very bright mm-hmm. on the computer. Yeah. And um, he found out he didn't do anything. Uh-huh. He was just kind of going, Look, that can do, you know, uh-huh. other people's bank account numbers. Cool. He could access, he could go in all kinds of directions. Sounds like a little me. Um, and he, <laughs> but unfortunately, he got, he kind of, Trick a bad guy. <laughs> okay. Make some money off of him. Uh huh. He was 13 at the time. Okay, about to be fast. Okay. Wow. And he ended up, um, we had to go to the police department, mm-hmm. the conference table, and the police said our lives could be in danger. Mm-hmm. Because this person knows where we live, yep. has three young daughters, yep. and all these other is that something to do with the IP address? Yeah. And how do you block that? You can't. You need to control. You tell kids, don't post stuff. I mean, don't talk to people you don't know. And, I mean, it just starts there. I mean, but yeah. I mean, you can't block your IP address. It's. I mean, if you really got into highly technical stuff, you could try. But there's no easy way. So. Well, guys, let me close this in prayer. And then if you want to catch me afterwards, you can. God, I just pray that you would help us all um, be praying for purity in our church, in our families, in our homes. And we just pray that you would look down on us and you would smile at, at, at the kind of hearts that we have uh, as we seek to be more transparent and more open. And pray that you give us the right words to communicate with our children and our spouses about this issue. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, don't forget your children if you have them in childcare. <laughs>